Hi everyone, it is Marilyn Lori and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? I have a great interview for you today. It's with Trisha Artman and we are talking about a nourishing transformation for the mind, body, and soul. Trisha has been in my programs and she is a coach and she has her own business and just an amazing, amazing person. And I didn't know her story and I heard it on this uh, interview and I just loved every moment of it and you will too. There was a lot of there's just so many golden nuggets in there. A matter of fact, one of the things she suggested doing, um, and I wonder if you can guess which one it was, I started doing. And um, so you're really going to want to listen to this because you're going to get a lot of nice uh, tips and techniques for your own life. Um, the second part of this, it was a Q&A. So as you know, these experts speakers are teachers in Membership for Your Soul. And if you're interested in checking out Membership for Your Soul, you can go to uh, marilynaloria.com forward slash trial. You can go to membershipforyoursoul.com uh, and forward slash trial. And you could try it out for a month uh, for $1, 30 days for $1, which a lot of people are doing and they're really liking it and they're staying on. So you can go check that out. Anyway, so Trisha is the teacher for uh, June with her class, Nourishing Transformation from for the Mind, Body, and Soul. And... We usually, what we do is we interview, we do the interview publicly, like on the Facebook page, and then I do the Q&A privately just for my members, and the mem my members get to ask her questions. And recently, I've been asking the members to let me um, put the questions on the podcast, because the questions and the answers are so good that I just think you guys would benefit from it so much. So I did that with this particular one, but the person had a difficulty in unmuting their mic. And because I didn't get, even though we got a written verbal that it's okay, I want a audio verbal of it because I didn't get that um, on the recording. I decided to edit part of it out and beep out her name. So it might be a little disruptive. Hopefully it's not because the information that Trisha gave in response to the question was so good that I didn't want to cut it out completely. So I just want to let you know there's a little technical zazziness happening in there. Anyway, enjoy it. And remember to check out uh, marilynalori.com forward slash trial if you want to come join membership for 30 days. If you've already done the 30-day trial, you can't do it again. But you can come join us if you like. And also to join my pod parties um, at marilynalori.com forward slash party. Party. All right, that's going to be shifting a little bit, so I would jump on that soon um, because that there we're going to be doing something different with the pod parties. All right, check it out, and I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the episode. You'll hear a little music and the episode. Take care. Bye. Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn Aloria. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this incredible interview with Trisha Artman. And I'm super excited that you're all joining us to have this great conversation with her. We are going to be talking about a nourishing transformation for the body, mind, and soul. And before I tell you about Trisha and we jump into this interview, I want to share, I always like sharing a personal experience that when I know the teacher, mm -hmm. because to me, that speaks volumes even above and beyond what the bio is. I met Trisha. She was uh, came into membership, and then she did Soulfinder Academy, and I got to know her in Soulfinder Academy. And I really feel that she's incredibly blessed at what she does. She's got a just a beautiful heart. She's got a great personality. She's got a great sense of humor, and she's very intuitive and and truly gifted at what she does. So I got I was really excited to get to know her. 
And she was, what, are you saying something? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> it's all good. We don't, we don't do anything by the book here. We do everything off the book. So um, it's, it's just my pleasure when, when, when I hate to say students, cause they're my community, when my community takes classes with me and then their own brilliance, they're already working in their brilliance, right? And then their brilliance becomes even more impactful to everybody around them. And then I'm able to invite them in to membership your soul and teach a class in there. And I get really excited because for me, it, it is about all of us coming together as a community and sharing our expertise. So there's a domino effect and everybody wins because I'm not an expert in everything. So mm-hmm. I love Trisha. You're going to love her too. And we're going to have a really fun. She's a lot of fun too. I may make her do a Brooklyn accent for you all. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you all about her and then we're going to turn over to her for questions. Uh, she, Trisha Artman is a board certified educator, a holistic health practitioner and writer. The mission of her work is to empower individuals to become their own health advocate, which I feel is super important. Trisha's coaching stems from personal experience with diabetes, which I did not know, mm-hmm. and the accepted gift of kidney pancreas transplant. Wow. education and exploration, Trisha has experienced the benefit of balancing both Eastern and Western medicine, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. With each health obstacle, she faced and learned to embrace challenges and became more determined to fight her way back to living a vibrant and healthy life, which I know so many people in the spiritual community suffer with health stuff. So this is going to be a very dynamic, important conversation for everybody to listen into and um, to hear what she has to say. Today, Trisha teaches people how to connect holistically and nourish them mind, body, and soul. She creates a safe atmosphere, environment where people can be heard and questions can be freely asked and roadblocks can be removed. She educates people about the value of their body and how to tune into their inner voice and how to live every day as a whole person. She teaches people they do not have to wait to change negative thoughts and behaviors, but to start right where they are. Not because they have to, but because they have the power to live their life out loud. Love that. Trisha, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Now, I didn't know your story and I always go off. So you're just going to, I'm going to be making notes while we talk because people always say really important things, but I need to know a little bit about your background, about your own health um, issues that you came upon and how you came to become a health coach. So I want to just hear that story. Okay, great. Well, you're gonna have to tell me when to cut off because I am definitely a conversationalist. So um, I love this. So yeah, um, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes at 17 and that was not in my family or anything. So it was a bit of a surprise for everybody. Um, Healthy, athletic young woman and just about ready to start my life, you know, leave the nest. And um, I had my ups and downs with diabetes. At first I was like, you know, go for it. Look, let me take on what I need to learn and go for it. But it was more because I wanted to keep up with my friends and the lifestyle that I had, you know, so it was almost like tucked in my pocket. Um, and, and I didn't really deal with the emotions of it so much, which I found out later because as life changed, then the routine that I had set up that didn't change. And my, my life was changing. So it didn't exactly mesh together so well. And it was like this push and pull of health and keeping up with the lifestyle that I pictured for myself, or I drew for myself. And, um, so I was like a roller coaster ride in a way with my diabetes and not really wanting to attach to it and then liking it sometimes and not always. And eventually I had it for about 
15 years, um, not really that long of a period. And I started um, experiencing health issues with it. Um, my just getting sick all the time. I was a teacher at that time and I developed um, kidney disease. So yeah, it took me, it was like another hurdle. I wasn't going to slow down. And it was like, oh yeah, you are like, let me just pause you because you need to deal with what's going on for yourself. Um, so I then had to stop teaching and really focus on my health. And I um, soon from kidney disease, I found out that I would need a kidney and pancreas transplant. And this was just kind of like your feet weren't touching the ground and yeah. information's coming to you. It was very isolating because my friends were living their life, the same life that they had and that I was living. And then now I'm just completely detached from that. And in this world where I really felt isolated by myself and um, I, that's where my journey began. And it was one of those where now I look back, I was like, thank God that happened because I emerged from this, this, what felt like rubble. And, and I found all the pieces of myself that were, I think it was going to be there all along, but I, it really helped me dive in mentally, emotionally, physically, the people that I met, I don't regret maybe a little of the pain along the way, yeah. maybe a little bit that I could have done with some of that stuff. But for the most part, it really made me who I am today. And so on my way to transplant, I, um, I feverishly was looking for somebody who looked like me, who felt like me, like that had the same questions that I had. My doctors were great. Um, I have psychologists, great, amazing, but it wasn't me. I, I needed somebody who looked like me, felt like me, that I could kind of have partner with me and help me on my journey. And so in that moment, I remember in the bookstore, like racing through the books, looking for some kind of book that was the answers that I had. And then I was like, nope, screw it. I got to go live through this journey and write it myself because it doesn't obviously exist. And that's kind of, there's a lot of pieces in between there, but that's kind of like where one of, I guess that's my second transformation because type one diabetes was the first and that, that you don't heal from. I mean, that's an autoimmune issue. So I always will have that, but then my kidney and pancreas transplant that was gifted to me, um, is it took away me needing insulin and pricking my finger all the time. And so now I have a brand new kidney and a brand new pancreas that does it for me again. So it's like, I kind of laid down and then got reborn again and then lay down and then got reborn again. So you'll see in my, my course, I use butterflies all over because it feels like a metamorphosis over and over again. Um, okay. I, I have some questions, but so she's referring to the course that is in membership for your soul that she is teaching. It's coming out next month. And the course title is, do you remember what the course title is? I'm sorry. Um, I think it's embracing your transformation, mind, body, and soul. Embracing nourishing your tran transformation nourishing of your mind, your body, and soul. So it's the same as the title. Okay, great. Because yes. usually Laura tells me that it's totally fine. I have, so how old were you when you had to have the kidney pancreas transplant? Are you okay saying I yes? Was, oh, that's one thing. Like ask me away because I'm so happy yeah. to share. Um, I had just turned at 30, 30, turning 31. And you've done really, your body has done really well, accepting the, the transplant, the, mm -hmm. the organs. Yeah. Um, I had a kidney, so I can tell you a little bit more. I'm telling you, I'm like an open book here. So 30 to 31, I had the kidney and pancreas transplant. 
Um, and they said I was like the poster child for, for transplant. I was doing everything I had to, and I had gotten really good with my diabetes before I had the transplant. I have to say that, like I came to terms with it where I, I adjusted to it. Like I was like, okay, let me really figure this out. And I did that. I was in that like that really good, healthy place with it. And then that's when I found out that I had this, my body kind of, you know, had to transform in a way. Um, then I, I decided that we decided that we want to have children. And my doctors were like, you know what, this is what transplant is for to regain your life again. And I got all clearance and I ended up getting pregnant. And then I had a miscarriage. Mm. And then shortly after the miscarriage, I started rejecting my kidney. So sometimes kidneys can be fit five years. And that was the five-year mark. And also it could have been the stress of me having the miscarriage where that kind of exchange happened. So I went from being pregnant to all of a sudden now I need a kidney, another kidney transplant. So I was actually my nurse that took care of me. She donated, she donated her kidney to me. There's divine intervention in my whole story constantly because this is a person that was not part of my family. She was not no relation to me, nothing like that. She was six out of six markers for me. Wow. I was help. Yeah. I was in the hospital and she was, she, I, she was taking care of me, but I was also helping her in some ways, which I found out later. Cause I love conversation and her, her husband had passed away. And so I was just kind of listening to her stories. And then I got this beautiful letter when I left the hospital saying, I don't know who helped who more. And if you need a transplant, I'm going to give you mine. I'm going to give wow. you my kidney. How long ago was that, Trisha? That was um, 2016. So wow. it's been a little bit now too. So I have a call. I, yeah, such, such fascinating story. Did you write a book about this experience? it's in the process. I've written uh, several drafts and um, I've got my table of contents and I've got, I just keep adding to it. So I think that's one book at a time, right? Just get yeah. it done. And <laughs> How did you not stay in victimization? Because I'm, when this happened, when first, when you got diabetes, right at 19, like what an age and you described that perfectly because your friends are going off and like, there's this life. How did you not stay a victim? How did you bring yourself out of it? Yeah, such a good question. Um, I think my drive to, I want to live a healthy life. I wanted to, I, there's things that I want in my life. And, and this just was not acceptable for me. Like, I'm just not going to lay down. I want to live my life. Like I just felt, um, I want to be a mother. I wanted to be, have a family. I just had dreams. My dreams are so solid that, and they could change and they have changed many times, but I, my life is important to me. And I just, I just wasn't accepting it. It just was not going to be like, it was not going to be my life to be in a hospital bed. And I, nope, I just wanted more. And so that's what really made me, okay, I will, I will deal with this. I will learn how to learn what I need to do in order to deal with this and make this work. And so I can get back up and live my life the way I choose to live it versus like a diagnosis that I didn't exactly want. <laughs> So, but then that comes along too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming now this, your work as a health coach, let's talk a little bit of how you help your clients. Sure. And because the thing that I experience a lot of, I am very compassionate to people's health issues. Right. But what I do recognize a lot and I'm not in their shoes, so I stay compassionate, but I see a lot of victimization or a lot of, this is it. There's no getting out of it. I'm stuck forever. And mm -hmm. like you said, very prolifically, very beautifully, you said, 
the organs help me. I always will have diabetes, but the organs help me not to have to prick or insulin. So you, you knew that it's part of it, but you've seemed to like flow with things in a really interesting way. Mm. So tell me a little bit about your coaching and how you help other people get through their health issues. Sure. Sure. Um, and one thing I just want to say is that I, it's not always happy, happy, happy. Like I, I have my moments, like, believe me. And when I feel, when I, when they come, I feel them deeply. It's not something that just is like, okay, move on. Like I'm going to, it's more like, whoo, you know, I have the feeling and then I try and release it. And that's where I help my clients too. Like, where are you right now? And this is where my spiritual gifts come in. I think I feel it so deeply of where they're coming from, where they are at with their, when they come to me um, emotionally, I, I know what physically it's like a download. I can, I can feel it um, and I, I can see it. And then we just, we go from there. So somebody, if they hear about me, um, then they can go, they can go to my website or if they've never heard about me, um, coachthecure.com. Great. And there's, um, there's an intake form that they can just fill out a little something about themselves. And then I do like an initial consultation where we can just talk and just, um, spend a little time just getting to know each other briefly. And then I tell them what, how I can, where, where I feel like I can help them or be a helpful, at least to start. And then we kind of unravel. Um, sometimes people come to me for nutrition advice because nutrition is usually you get diagnosed with something and right away, like nutrition is something very important that needs to be altered or changed, but it's such a small piece. It's such an important piece, but it is such a small piece in the big picture um, because it comes with so much emotional, you know, you got diagnosed with something. It's like, oh, you, your life has changed right now. Like something needs to be mourned. And I think a lot of times in that emergency mode, we just go to, like I did when I was 17, what do I need to do to get through this? And then sometimes the emotions come later and then we're left in that like, stuck, that, that fight or flight mode, you know, you're just kind of stuck in there yeah. and because you haven't, it's like stuffed down, this emotions are all stuffed down. And then we know that that causes dis-ease in the body as well. So that's where the, like the mind, body, and spirit, I feel like it's so much more than just nutrition. It has to all play together. And it's just, it's, it's the person, whoever comes to me, it's, it's their process. It's just, I'm helping support and guide them and kind of bring to light some of the things that maybe they're not going to show up to me with saying first, you know, but I can feel it coming. So I just, it's not about shaming them. It's more like releasing the shame and the blame that comes with it. Mm. and doing it in a way that listen I oh so when you are doing this x y and z pattern like it's not asking them you know do you do this because almost like it puts them on spot you know if, if they're not doing something maybe the way they feel that they should it's more like when you're doing this how do you feel about x y and z it, does that make sense what I'm saying completely 100%. okay so it's kind of like takes the shame away and then it opens this whole avenue to just explore and let it come up and and feel it and then also know that they're not alone in this because it it can be a very lonely lonely place when you feel like yeah my friends they mean well or my family means well but they don't really know what what it feels like or they don't really get it and the thing is like we have so much more connection than divide and it's really about listening listening sometimes you just want somebody to listen and to hear you and then you know and I think we all have our story, of course. So you might not have had a transplant, but there has something been traumatic in your life that has happened. So the emotions are the same. Yeah. So even if you've had a cut and that's the worst thing you've ever had, 
you can identify with me who has had a transplant because we were both scared. It took us by surprise. Um, we had to figure out how we could, you know, manage it with our lives. Like, you know, we were on the way to go do something. We can, we can kind of take it our own story and also be empath empathetic with each other and be a support and then a guide to where do we want to go with this? So I, I think that. that's important. Mm -hmm. What are this, this, spiritual gifts that you feel you're using with your clients what are some of those spiritual gifts and some of it it sounds to me like you can really see what they're going through you can feel what they're going through even if they're not verbalizing it to you in the moment it sounds to me like your clients you're able to being seen and heard in that moment by someone is so powerful mm -hmm. so you being able to see and hear your clients in that moment is so powerful for them but what is some other spirit like can you just talk a little bit about that and talk about the kind of clients that you work with? Cause I'm curious, cause I imagine, look, the fact that he was 17, I thought it was 19. It doesn't even matter. It's so young, but diabetes is a very powerful, it's a big, you know, it's an issue. Um, but I bet you even have people that maybe just want to lose weight or, and those are Absolutely. big things too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually, I, I use the diabetes to help me teach people that don't have diabetes and, you know, just about what's happening in their body. Cause I think they're like, that's such a powerful yeah. tool to really understand when I eat X, what I, when I eat this, this is what's really happening in my body. This is the process. So then, you know, that you can be a powerful tool in helping your body do what it needs to do, like at least support it in that way. And to put yourself in that driver's seat is so powerful. So it's like putting yourself back in, in control of what you can control basically, you know, instead of it, taking control of you. Yeah. Um, so my spiritual gifts, it's so funny because I didn't realize, I, I always knew I was spiritual. I mean, I, I love the whole spiritual, everything about spirituality, but I didn't know so much about my gifts until really your, your, your classes have really brought it out in an awareness in that way, because I thought that everybody felt this way. And so I, so many times when I was doing my business, I'm like, why am I special? Like, how am I going to be different from all of these health coaches out there? Like the same questions that I actually put on, um, on my own list of like, how am I different? And I, not only my personal experience of what I've gone through, that makes me different in, you know, I know you're unique in your own story, but I'm so empathetic and I, I really do take on everybody's emotions and, and that could be a healthy thing and an unhealthy. So that's why I talk about boundaries in the classroom too. Um, but also just, I think I'm where was it clairsentience when it just dumps it kind Claire of cognizance, their cognizant. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm still, see, I'm still learning. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you're experiencing. It doesn't mean if you have, you don't need the label of it, but go ahead. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Marilyn. <laughs> Um, it just, I get like a download of information and I, for the most part, like I didn't know people would come to me asking, Hey, do you know how to, can you tell me more about this? Or what do you think about this? Or, you know, my friends and other people that knew I was spiritual. And I used to think like, well, why don't you just do it? Do it? Like, don't you know this? But it was through your classes that I realized like, Oh, I think I do have that. And wow, it is something a little bit different than the, the average person maybe. Um, I also do the automatic writing, mm. which I love writing. I think that was such a powerful tool for me when I was healing through all my journeys, just to let the emotions out. And when I would write articles, I used to work with them. Um, I still do actually the, the um, Diabetes Research Foundation down in Miami. I would write articles for the families. And sometimes the articles, it was like just a breeze. Like I, like I wasn't even writing it. It was just like, whew. I was like, that is a, that was awesome. 
And then I'd go to do it again. Sometimes I'd be like, why didn't it feel that way? Like it's, it's different. <laughs> Where's my stroke of genius? Yeah. And then the more I practiced, the more I realized, and I was starting to automatic writing and I'm like, oh, thank you spirit. Like, thank you for helping me. You know, I kind of had to step aside in some ways. It was my experiences, but the way it was written and articulated came through in just a very guiding, guiding kind of way, a supportive, absolute pure love kind of way. The, the critique, you know, my, I have your, your, own, your, your own worst critic usually, right? So um, it just, that was removed and it always just kind of summed up on that positive note. I mean, it would take me through, but there was always this extra guidance coming through, through my, the writing. And I, so I think I use that for, through my, with my coaching as well. I do some automatic writing sometimes just to see how I can be supportive in an extra way that maybe I'm not um, aware in the moment, you know, so I, I try and spend some time doing that. So there's a lot going behind the scenes as well um, than just a Zoom call or if I happen to meet a client in person. But um, yeah, so I think it, it all works together for when I'm, I, I really, I really celebrate the whole person and then that comes with spiritual gifts and all that too. So, so trying to help them, you know, get, get back to that whole person self that's always been there. It's just bring light to it. I love that. I think it's, uh, it's almost like, it's just complete is what it feels like to me. It's not just dealing with one thing or, you know, we're just dealing with nutrition or we're just dealing with the physical aspect. We're dealing with the mind, body, soul, which is what you're talking about. That's your coaching, yes. which is so important. When did you become conscious of your own mind, body, soul connection? I'm just curious about that. I think all different pieces along the way. Cause I remember being, I was in the hospital like 10 times in seven months, like three mm -hmm. weeks, two weeks, one week. And my parents were so there for me, my whole family always coming to visit me. And I wasn't alone so much, but in the in-betweens, when you have to be alone, I remember times where I was self-soothing and I would turn to my spiritual side and, you know, we went to church here, there every so often, like skipped a few during, during mm -hmm. growing up. Um, but I, wasn't religious so much, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I felt like we were too absent too many times, but I always had like that spiritual connection. And I really used that so much when I was by myself and needing that support and guidance. So I think without realizing that I was even doing that, I was doing that all the time talking. Um, and then, and then when I, I also, when I was 17, I think it was actually not until I was maybe mid twenties where I partnered with a psychologist to really help me try and get through some of the emotions that I was having. And I learned so much from about myself, um, the mental component and the self healthy self-talk and having healthy boundaries. And, um, so just using that, the mindful techniques, and that really helps with my spiritual journey. So I bring that to the table with my clients and then the actual nutrition of how I had to, you know, figure out things from where I used to not eat and help, help myself heal my body on my own as the Western medicine was helping me also like with my transplant, I need to take medication for the rest of my life. That's just the way it is. If I could do it naturally, I would try it. Um, but I can supplement by doing my part naturally. And then it, thank goodness I have the Western medicine too. So when I look back at all my, my journey, it's been every part I've had the spiritual, I've had the, the emotional, the mental, I've had the body, it's all been at all the different pieces. And it's not so much that one section was only 
just mindful mind one section was just body it was interweaved mm-hmm. interweaved that's a new word yeah <laughs> that must be from new york i think we all got it <laughs> we understood it so intertwined mm-hmm. i guess or weaved interweaved in. yeah yeah I, interweaved, I, mind too. I liked it intertweaved I make up new words all the time, but I, I swear that's, that's okay. Um, yeah. So I think it was weaving all, all throughout the whole entire experience. I just wasn't realizing it. I was just kind of somewhat surviving, but then I, I decided I didn't want to just survive. I wanted to thrive in my life and bring in the joy and, and focus on those things I have, you know, that makes me feel good. I got tired of being sick, sick of being sick. And there's not a second to lose. I would imagine you would take that aspect of you also in when you're meeting with doctors, because I find a lot of people disempower themselves with doctors, even though I'm, I'm a believer like you, I like mixing Eastern and Western. Mm-hmm. So some people I know just do one or the other, and there's no judgment. It's what works for you. Or I'm curious how you handle clients like that. And then I'm, I'm curious real quickly is like, how did this show up with your doctors at all? Did you have to stand in boundaries with any of your doctors and be like, yo, no, I'm not doing this. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. I, I think I learned the hard way with doctors because um, when I was young, I was in the hospital a lot and I, I just thought that they were the only, thank goodness for doctors. I want to say that first yes, I agree. Life, <laughs> over and over again. Um, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, they're pressed for time and they only get 15 minutes if that. And how could they get to know you in 15 minutes? And I think I came from the school of thought where they know what they they're going to tell me what I need and they're like they're the god of this like they're going to tell me what I need and I have to follow blindly and that is not the case whatsoever mm-hmm. and so now I I lead the conversation I nice to meet you it's like an interview I don't like not that I might not like what they have to tell me that's a different thing like but yeah. it's the way they say it to me do they explain it in a way are they really listening are they present for me mm-hmm. that's what I need and if they don't I will I will say slow down for a minute. Like, you know, and I, I voiced myself, which was not the person of a long time ago. Like that took time and growth and learning and, and having to stand up, stand in my power, right. Grow my roots really deep. And, um, that's what I teach my clients too. Like, I was going to ask. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I have a lot of young people that come and it doesn't matter actually if they're young or, or older, um, just learning that, that you are the one in, empower here. This is your life. And we, we can't mess around here. You don't like what they say as far as, um, you know, you get second opinion, you, you, you find out you want a team that's around you. That's what I think is really important too. Maybe not just a single doctor, but build a team where maybe you have a psychologist, you have a coach, you have a, um, you know, your primary doctor where everybody's talking to one another. So you're not just a new sheet on the paper. It's like, oh, the kidney doctor talks to the transplant doctor. And then the transplant doctor talks to my general doctor and that they're not threatened. If they're threatened, mm, that tells me something. And so I just, but also a lot of doctors are open. If you ask them and you tell them where you're coming, like school of thought you're coming from, like my surgeon, he's my go-to for everything. He gives me his cell. I asked for his cell phone number. Just for emergency, I don't abuse that either. But in case I need it, I want to know, like he's the one that I want to contact to make sure because he's he talks to everybody. So he knows that, but he also knows that I like to do things naturally. So I will say, hey, you know, Dr. So-and-so, can what do you think about 
maca powder and he'll be like i don't know like will you tell me like i know more about maca powder than he does but he'll look up and see if i have there's any drug interactions with maca powder and i'm gonna think yeah. i'll tell him i'm thinking about doing this i just want to clear it with them there's nothing i'm gonna do in the closet i'm gonna be upright and up front and say listen this is what i'm looking into do you have anything that you disagree with this why i want to know so it's about educating yourself and then making healthy decisions for yourself so that way you're healthy for the long term, you know, the long haul, not just to try something. So it's being responsible for that for yourself. I, I love that because I sometimes think about, you know, taking natural and then you're on something else. And it's great that you have doctors that speak to each other. That's such a huge thing. What is some of, so some of the clients that you work with, what is like a typical experience for them? Like what you, your, your website is um, coach, coach, coach the cure. Coach the cure coachthecure.com, which I took mm -hmm. a look at, by the way, and everybody should check it out, coachthecure.com. What is like, what excites you when you work with a client? Like what is a typical kind of experience that, that a client can have with you? Sure. Um, well, I'm definitely involved um, when, when I am I'm somebody that is reachable. So I give them my, um, they can contact me through email or um, or through text message, even I have my hours for my, you know, I keep my, my healthy life as well, but it doesn't go within 20 without 24 hours where I'm getting some kind of some feedback for them. Um, I partner with them. So we'll have, we'll create a plan, like a really clear goal of where they want to go with this. Like what's, what they're going through right now and where they, where do they want to go? What direction they want to head in? And then they sign up for maybe, um, a six week package. Um, they can do, three-month package, a 12-month package. It depends on whatever they want to. We can figure it out. And then we cater it to them. So it's somebody might come up through nutrition. Somebody may come for a newly diagnosed somebody. It doesn't matter to me. It's just wherever they are right now, we're going to start from where they are and then move forward. Um, and so maybe sometimes it's, it's talking about nutrition. And so we go through what their body needs based on what they're going through. So kidney disease might need something different than, you know, somebody who doesn't have it, but that's okay. We start there. And for me, it's all about teaching them how to bring in more of the healthy, the green, the plant foods, so they can crowd out the, the processed, you know, overly pro processed foods that aren't serving them well. And that doesn't mean they have to be a vegetarian, vegan. It doesn't mean that if they want to do keto, that's fine. I'll tell them my thoughts about it for them. I just want them to upgrade from wherever they are right now. Let's upgrade. So some of my clients come in and they're they're going through the McDonald's drive-through or, you know, a Burger King or wherever fast food. Okay. That's fine. It's just right where they are. How can we upgrade what they're getting and, and just make it better for themselves? So it's like, it's, it's a transition that's going to last them throughout their life. We're going to get to where they want to go. It's just meeting them where they're at, taking the blame and the shame away. And then they're going to start feeling better. Um, so then they're going to be more inclined they create their own motivation. Basically they're yeah. going to be inclined to make more changes. So it's about picking like one thing, if anybody's, you know, whoever's listening, one thing that you want to switch up right now, or that you can upgrade and just stick with that one thing. It could be, you know what, I need to drink my water and I, I bring the water bottle, but I never drink it, you know? So getting yourself a nice water bottle and putting maybe fresh lemons in it or with a straw, a straw makes you drink it more maybe. And then let's stick with that for like one week where you're going to drink one, one water bottle every single day, more than you normally would. And then to feel really good about that, you know, it doesn't have to be running a marathon. Yeah. And so it's building like that. So that way, you know, if it's five pounds that you lose, it's five pounds that you're never going to see again. 
it's not going to be a yo-yo diet. It's like, let's get off that train and let's, let's start li living your life. That's, does that? Yeah, no, you know what I love about it? When you were talking, I recognized something really crucial that you coach people with, which I think is phenomenal. I'm, and Venus just farted. So I'm just going <laughs> to let you all know that. And it was a loud one. <laughs> so if I start making faces, when people get diagnosed, this is my assumption, okay? Just because I've had some diagnosis with things. So also my experience. When you get diagnosed, you feel a loss of freedom. Mm -hmm. And you've described that in your story and I don't want to put words in your mouth. And then by working with you, I feel like you gain freedom back because it's not, oh my goodness, you can't do the X, Y, and Z right now. Let's meet you where you're at. Let's do some upgrades. Let's just get you conscious and aware and making great choices. And that's giving you a, a, a different freedom and a healthier freedom is what it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And that's what I wanted for myself. So it's like, and when I got it, I'm like, oh, this feels so good. I want to help other people get this too. It's like, you don't have to be, it's not a sentence that you get yeah. this diagnosis. It feels like a sentence you're chained. Like you said, yeah. you're like locked up. And now what am I going to do with it? So now I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do with it? Like it's in your lap. You didn't choose it. I get it. I didn't choose it either, but mm -hmm. it's in your lap. You're not going to, you can't get rid of it. It's stuck there right now. So, so what do you want to do with it besides chuck it out? I mean, obviously we want to get rid of it, but we can make it where it does shrink in your pocket, but in a healthy way. So like, let's, let's do that. And by creating healthier patterns and changes and bring in the joy still, there is still joy in this and figuring out how we can get this, how, how can this work for you? Then it does start shrinking instead of it being like across your forehead, like, hello, diabetes, hello, diagnosis. It's more like, oh, I didn't even know you had that. It's not because you're hiding it though. That's the difference. In the beginning, I was hiding it because I, I felt shamed about it. Yeah. I felt like, no, this can't go with my picture. And then now it's like, oh, you want to, yeah, let me tell you about it. Oh, let me help you feel comfortable with whatever you got going on. Cause I know you got something going on too. We all do. And it's like living out loud. That's what I feel like. Not that I have to school or teach anybody and neither do you. It's not your responsibility to teach anybody, everybody about your, what you have, but you can, there's so, so much shared you know, it's so rich to share in stories. And yeah, I think you find the pleasure in it in some ways, eventually. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing from you, so that's so important is it's accepting, accepting, but not in, from a very powerful place and then re and then transforming all the words that you've used, which I think is really important. We're going to start wrapping up and going into Q&A soon. But the, one of the questions also I have is, so what are some of the misconceptions around health coaching? Because I, I, listening to you and I'm thinking about certain people in membership for your soul who are dealing with some met, um, you know, physical issues, medical issues. And I'm like, well, this makes perfect sense to me now, because a lot of times we were taught as spiritual people, oh, we brought it on, we caused it. Right. And then there's that shame part of it. And then you think like you go to one person, I know this from my own personal experience and it's supposed to be cured overnight, but it's not, it's a process. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. I know I threw in, a, I always do this. I throw in a bunch of questions, but one thing, so just grab what you want and just share what you want to share. Sure. Um, I, one misconception that I, you had said that, um, is I think for me, if, if I'm labeled like a nutrition coach or like, that's why I didn't know what to call myself. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to call myself because it is everything. Um, it's not just about nutrition, just like, it's not just not about spiritual and it's just not about the mind. You, you know, it's not, it's, it's all of them working together. 
So there's so much more to unpack. Like just because you have, I, I think sometimes people want a meal plan for me. Like just, just give me a meal plan and that's, that'll change my life. I can give you a meal plan and it could be the perfect meal plan, but it doesn't mean it's going to do anything for you because all those other stuff is still there and it needs to, it's like layers of an onion. That's what really it is. And I'm not saying we have to go into psychology where I'm going to have you like lie on a couch and like, I'm not trained to do that anyway, but um, it just naturally, you start unpacking that duffel bag of that emotions that are on your back day in and day after day after day. And so let's just lighten the load a little bit for you. And let's start, you want to start with nutrition? Let's start there. Okay, that's great. And then within that one thing, we're going to, it's going to, the other stuff is going to come, the mind, the body, the spirit is going to come too. So I think that's a misconception. And then remind me. <laughs> yeah, I think you said. answered it really well because the way that you're explaining yourself is just, it's it's something you said, Trisha, that I'm going to go back to again. It's that moment that you get diagnosed, feeling alone, feeling shameful. And then what you bring to the table is you help that person accept where they're at and then transform. And I think, I, I don't think I have any other questions. I don't remember what they were either, because I think whatever you answered explains what the person can experience. I know what it was. It was, I caused this, but you, oh, you yeah. know how that, that belief that goes in there, like, um, Louise Hayes book is great. I have nothing against Louise Hayes. I'm not here to her heal your life book. It's very interesting when you look at the physical aspects and what the emotional um, cause could be behind the physical. Oh, right. mm -hmm. And there's, and that's great, you know, but I had a friend who got diagnosed with leukemia at a very early age after, right after she graduated college and she read a, a very famous book. I'm not going to say which one it was. And she really struggled with feeling like she caused it because the book talked about the emotional underlying issues that could cause the physical, like you said, the disease, the dis, yes, I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So how, so I'm just talk a little bit about that, about somebody coming in and if, are they having the experience of, oh my goodness, I caused this. What did I do? How do I change these negative thoughts? Okay. So this is something I want to talk about too. So it works perfectly is that it's not so much about, um, accepting. I didn't like that word so much for mm -hmm. myself, accepting it because I don't ever want to accept that I have type one diabetes or, or I have transplant accepting it, but I can adjust to it. Mm. That's that, that little change in that word, make it, made it better for me. And maybe it will too. Maybe it doesn't bother some people, but for me, it, I was like, I don't ever want to accept this as a thing, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do to make this work for me. That's one thing. That's how I can adjust to it. Um, like I have a friend who he, he lost his vision and he has now this cane, that he's the, you know, the walking cane. He's like, I don't want this thing, but, and he doesn't have to like it. He needs to get angry about it and do all those things because it sucks. It really sucks. Like we, we don't plan for these things. And, you know, that's not something you dream up when you write in your book when you're young, but again, here it is, it's in his lap now. And he is a very social person. He's funny. He loves to get out in the world and, you know, go to his little lunch places. And he needs to use that cane to get there because he's independent too. So after he had his emotions and those don't go away, but it's just like that where you want to slam the door, like let it out in kind of a way you need to have those moments. Then we can adjust, like take a deep breath. And that's really important. Really maybe a couple, maybe a couple more. And then, all right. So here's this cane situation here. I want to go out. I need to use something to get out there. What am I going to do? Okay, I'm not going to like this, but I'm going to use it to help me get to the cafe that I'm going to go sit and have a you know great conversation with my, my friend with. 
And that's how it starts. And then soon it doesn't become such a, I love when you said this um, in one of your classes about like that staring at the problem that you don't have to stare at the problem. When you stare at the problem, the problem becomes bigger. So then we walk around it. And so he uses his cane and he walks around that big boulder now. And soon now it's not such a big deal because he's enjoying life now. He's at the cafe already. He didn't, he's not even remembering about the cane that took him there. So whatever your cane is, you don't have to love it, but you can adjust to it. And that's how it starts. The onion starts peeling and you bring the joy in, like, look for the joy and how can I get myself there? And that's the big, that's powerful. That's what makes a big difference. Thank you for that education. I love that. So this is Trisha Artman and um, you can check her out at coachthecure.com, coachthecure.com. She's phenomenal. What's the, cl- the class that you're teaching in membership? If you're interested in membership, you can go to membershipforyoursoul.com and we do offer a dollar trial forward slash trial. And her class next month that she's teaching is a nourishing transformation for the mind, body, and soul. Do you want to tell us a little snippet about that class? I, I see personal stories in there and I, um, obviously I like to talk, so bear with me during the class because, but thank goodness you can fast forward and all that stuff. But, um, I just, I kind of go through a little bit of self-talk and, and boundaries and like, I have my little slides up there, but then I'm also doing a lot of talking in between. So you can watch it while you're doing the dishes and I mean, listen to it during that. And, um, you know, I, I, I just did a little bit of snipped of like each part of that mind, body, soul. And yeah. I do a little bit of, I do, um, at the end, I did an automatic writing, a small little portion of it, just mm. to get a taste of that. It was a message that universal just to help you where you are right now. I love so that. It was a lot of fun. So thank you so much for the opportunity and anybody that's listening out there, whatever you got going on, just one day at a time, just one moment, sometimes at a time, take a deep breath and you are definitely supported and I'd love to meet you. So come to so is that the, the tip that you want to leave everybody with? Is that one of the tips? The other tip you gave that was phenomenal was just elevate one thing, just yep. one thing. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Just, yeah, you, it kind of, we know what we need to do, but just to break it down so it's not this big mountain, just what's one step to get you closer to that mountain? And it could be the tiniest little thing. So what is that for you? And feel good about doing that one thing. And I think- the other thing is doing that one thing and being consistent with it. Mm. That is what makes change happen. So I love that. Thank you, Trisha. You're welcome. So Thank Trisha, you so much. You're welcome. Trisha Artman. She is uh, coachthecure.com and the uh, information will be in the show notes as well on the podcast. I'm going to stop the live feed on Facebook. If anybody has any uh, questions, you can always comment there. And then we're going to go into membership of your soul and do a, a brief Q&A because we ran over a little time. Thank you, everyone. Hold on. Let me stop the live stream. Um, she wrote, yes, advocating for self. It's our own body and who knows more. Love all your sharing, Trisha. Also, I feel we need to interview the doctor. I'm still learning this aspect. Okay. I can speak about the doctor thing. Um, yeah. What I do for myself, I, I write notes of what I want to have answered by the time I get out of the doctor's office. So I go in with my little pad and I, you know, just bulleted points, like very simple because they only have patients for like, you know, a couple of things, but I do not want to leave that doctor's office without knowing these questions. Cause you know, sometimes you wait six weeks to see a doctor, if not more. And so that's really important to just be organized and jot down your you know, your key points that you don't, you want to make sure that you lead with. 
Yeah, I, I do that too with mine because they only have a brief amount of time too. And they'll she'll read off blood tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I can get wrapped up in the blood tests, like what the thing, what they're finding. And I'm like, no, I have these questions. She's pretty good at asking really specific questions going off her notes, but mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, all right. So does anybody else have anything? Sandra said in the chat, I can so relate to this from my personal journey. I was terrified of what my life would look like if I did nothing or if I believed what I was told. I dug mm-hmm. deeper for answers, both Western medicine, holistically. Let's talk about something real quick, Trisha, just because, um, and sure. I'll see something in. Let's talk about mixing Eastern and Western and how you balance that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. So um, once I found out I needed, I had a, I had a kidney disease, um, I, I was just in that realm of Western medicine, like the doctors. I actually was in, that's when I was in 12 hospitals, like months and months just in hospitals. I was so weakened from it. They didn't know what was wrong with me. And then I got out three days and my mom flew me to New York um, to see specialists. And that's when I I was supposed to go there for two weeks. And I ended up being there for two months because they didn't want anybody to touch me until they could take away, get rid of all the extra medicine um, that they had put me on around here. And um, so I was in that world already, but naturally I always liked holistic things. Like before I got sick in that way of um, just going to Western medication. So I I was so scared that I followed what those doctors were telling me, but then right away I was, how do I get myself better than just medication? Because it was just medicine, medicine, medicine. And I think I was craving that nurturing, that, um, warmth and the support that was lacking at the time for me. I had brilliant doctors, but there wasn't that warmth. And for, for me, holistic gave me that warmth, at least the holistic doctors that I spoke to, you know, even like the lamp behind me, that's warmth. Like I wanted some of that mm-hmm. and not those like lights that are so cold and, you know, in the, in the Western medicine offices. So I went, started doing acupuncture and I ended up finding this woman that was in the hole in the wall, but she was just like a love ball. And I didn't care what she was doing to me, but I just was going there for, it felt so good. Like I was craving it. And she would see me um, twice a week for two years. And I would go into her office and it was more of a social thing for me. I mean, she was doing stuff too. She was putting all these needles in me, but it was my time to sit and feel a safe in a safe place. And she was trying to help me heal my body, heal my kidneys. And so I went on a vegetarian diet right away. The second she told me I was in a vegetarian diet, I was still following the protocol of my Western doctors, but then I was still going in there twice a week. It was like my yin to yang, right? Kind of feeling. I did like my other doctors as well, but even just socializing with the patients that were in her office and her waiting room was so helpful to me. I just loved it, especially because I'm a conversation person. Mm-hmm. And so I was healing in that way. She was putting me in like, okay, you're going to be in a green bubble today. You know, the heart chakra. And I didn't really know about that before. And so I was like, okay, I'll be in a purple bubble or a green bubble. So I think my mood and my just, it was uplifting to me. And so I would walk around feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm going to show those Western doctors that all my numbers are going to be changed when I go back and see them. And it was such a, interesting thing because I would go to the Western doctors and then my numbers would come back and nothing was changed. It was like all, it was going down the wrong way, but yet my mental, my spiritual, even my, I was able to do a lot more. I felt better in that my daily was up 
it was up. My moods were up, but my, my numbers were down. So it was like this. And I was like, how could that be? I was sure that I would have like, you know, healed myself. And I, it started becoming this really, this big power struggle for me. I felt like I was failing again. Like I'm not, I must not be committing to spirit in the ways that I need to, because he's not healing me or she's not healing me. And I, I was battling with that. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I was sitting in salt circles and I was lighting up. I had tuning forks near me. Martin's my partner. He was going with me. Okay, Trish, we'll go here. Whatever you want to do. I was determined. And then it was my, my transplant, my kidney pancreas. It was about nine months of a waiting list for both organs. And it was coming down to the wire. It was like maybe like eight, eight and a half months. And still my numbers hadn't turned around. So, so stressed. I turned to the holistic doctor and I said, you know, I felt like I had to choose. Like I had to either be all in Western or had to be all in Eastern. And I, I was so stressful because once if I went all Eastern and I didn't, I went against what the, those doctors told me, then I'd be screwed. You know, maybe I'd mess things up and die or something. And then the other way, maybe I could have healed my kidneys if I would have completely given myself up faithful, you know, to spirit. And then my holistic doctor turned to me. She said, listen, if you get the call, the they have an organ waiting for you, then you know that that was the, that was the place, the way that you were meant to go. Like, that's what God wanted for you. If, if you get the, if you go and get your labs drawn and all of your numbers have changed, then you know that that was the path that was meant for you. So whatever comes first is the path that you will go, go on. And that it's like so clear, right? Obviously like, if, but while I was in it, it was like this, she took off all the weight and the pressure of me having to control healing or not healing. And it was the biggest gift that she could have ever given to me. Cause then I was just like, okay, that's true. Like I, they've my spirit guides and my, you know, God, or whoever I believe in has got my back either way, no matter what. And so I just have to keep doing what I'm doing, like whatever I can do with nutritionally and those things. And this feels good. So I'm going to do this and yep, I'm going to keep on going to my Western doctors because that feels good too. And then I'll just see what happens first. And that's the way I'll go. It was like, peace. Oh, perfect. And then that one night I was at the movie theater. We were watching the last five minutes of that movie schmucks or something. Dinners with schmucks, five more minutes. And I get this phone call saying, I see Miami, Miami like this and blinking on my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I knew it was the call. Like, should I sit and wait? We only have five more minutes left of the movie. <laughs> like, maybe oh, I wow. should just wait. And Martin goes, I think we can come watch this again. Like, I think we can just, I think we should take the call. They said, we have an organ waiting for you. It's like your, your match. This is not a dry run. This is it. This is for you. 45 minutes down to driving down to Miami. And I had a kidney pancreas transplant the next that morning. Wow. So, but I know I healed so much better because of my both combining both the holistic and the Western yeah. because it was, it was work, but I know my body was in really good shape going into that surgery. So I'm sorry that took, I took you on a, no, I, I love that because you're reminding me a lot of my own personal experiences. And I'm going to check in a second, but I just want to say a couple of things like, um, it's about being a patient advocate. It's about knowing yourself. And I believe that's what happens in your coaching is that people really get to know themselves because when I went for my first acupuncture session, highly recommended woman. She wasn't friendly. She was cold. I didn't like her. She left me in the room with the needles where I'm telling you to this day, I have back. I cannot have the needles in my body that long. Mm -hmm. And I was in excruciating pain, but she was nowhere near where I could tell her. And then when I told her that 
she had no compassion towards it, right? So I never went back to her. I finally, I don't go for a lot of acupuncture, but when I went to one woman, I have it with a nutritionist too. And I was like, something's wrong with acupuncture. I can't do it. And then I went to this other woman and she did it right. And she said, you're way too sensitive. You can't have the needles in that long. Mm -hmm. And it was moments like that. And also I went to one of the top specialists that a doctor of mine recommend, like the best. And the diagnosis he gave me, I was like, I don't agree with you. And it's moments like that where I've had to learn how to be my own advocate and pick. So now I have a doctor that's Eastern and Western. She's a mix, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Totally love her. But here, she's in LA. When I go to people here, just because I have a little something happening, they're very straight-laced doctors. I just went to one two weeks ago. They crack me up because they're mm-hmm. so in the box. But I still yes. appreciate them because I had a little bit of a fear about something and they calm that fear. You know, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like what the, the doctor I have here, he looks at my blood work. He's like, wow, you're in great health. And then I go next week, I go to my doctor and she's like, okay, this is down. This is up. Cause they test for different things. Right. But I, I mean, look at it in both. a different way. Too. They do. And she mm-hmm. takes me more into consideration where they're just taking, it doesn't matter that I appreciate right. both. Yes. But the main thing is, is I, I walked out of a doctor's office. I thought I had candida and he's like, there's no possible way that now he was kind of right. But the way he did not acknowledge me, mm-hmm. I walked out. He said, I, I'll try, you know, like he knew I would never come back. I didn't make it. I'm not disrespectful. But I was like, no, I need better care. So I love everything you just shared. Yeah, yeah. No, you're so right. Like, just it's, it's about who you are as a person too. Not just you show up on the labs. Like that's one thing, the lab, but it's like, you're showing up as a person as well. Yeah. So for them to listen to, you're the one experiencing these things on a daily. So to bring that, if you don't speak that up, then how are they ever supposed to know? So th- that one thing that you're like, oh, that's kind of weird, but I'm not going to mention it. That's just a weird thing. That could be the one thing that's like, that's the key that that's missing. You know, that's the piece that's missing. So you have to be an advocate for yourself, but that can be learned. Like, that's yeah. not a problem. Like we can work on that. So totally. I, yeah. I knew it that one, when I went to that specialist that was so revered and I was like, F you basically, you know? So yeah. Um, can you talk? Otherwise we're going to go. You want to try talking? Okay. Okay. So she wrote something in. I've had chronic pain since mid twenties, three lower back and three here in SC in four years. I've been reflecting and won the low high of chakra. There was one on apathy. I loved it up. I'm not sure I'm understanding this fully. I love people and it's quite low on the chakra scale. Yes, I'm a people pleaser. And yet when it's about me, I feel I may be apathetic for myself. That's interesting. Is it an extreme worth thing still? So I think she's asking about her worth. Can you see it in the chat, Trisha? So you can read it. Let's see. And now I need these babies all the time. So excuse me. Always felt holistic is best and homeopathy. I believe in both, but I know everybody has to do what's best for them. It's like what what, um, Trisha said, Trish said was, I love your holistic response. It's like, you're going to know where you're called. Let me just see here. This chronic pain since mid twenties. Is it an extreme worth thing still? Oh, she's asking me, I guess, to tune in. I would, I mean, has she got, see, this is where I check in. Like, I think emotionally is is such an important thing, but then also physically, like actually getting that physically checked. Has you've gotten that checked out before too? Um, I agree with that. So when people ask me, I won't do physical because of that reason. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. So I'll tune into emotional, spiritual, energetic, but Mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate of you need to still get medical attention. 
yeah. think she's asking if it's an extreme self-worth issue because she says she's very empathic towards other people, but not towards, she's apathetic towards herself. She is not we, empathetic to herself. She's not, she's, isn't mm -hmm. apathetic the opposite of empathetic? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I wasn't so sure what she empathetic to Yeah. If you could like write in just one sentence of your question, otherwise I'm going to move on. That would be helpful to us. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a good convert, you know, maybe she, she would need more. Like, this is what I see all the time too. It's there's no self-care. Like, like that's what we're giving so much to everybody else. And then there's no self-care. So that is, Oh, I, that's what goes in, in so much to my coaching is for them to even just connecting with me is giving them some self-care because they're yeah. paying for a service for time to be heard and validated. And you are not crazy for these aches and pains, or you wake up every morning, you don't feel well, or the weight just doesn't come off. No, tell me like, let's, let's work this out. Like, let's talk about this. So that's the first step in self-care is investing in yourself to try and figure it out. And then how else can we carve out time for ourselves? Like when it's not just the leftover, how can we put ourselves first? So yeah, that's something that's so important. I agree. And I have to take my, my advice too, like all the time, like, yeah, I need to do this too. So we're all, we're all a work in progress, I think. Yeah, I think this is too big of a question to do via chat, Camille. I'm working on self, yes, none in self-care. Put everyone first before myself. I'm in a mental realm disease, dis-ease right now. Mm -hmm. It's, um, unless you can tell me, Trish, but, but to me personally, this isn't an easy enough question to, for me personally. I've been I, mm -hmm. but, so, but it's up to you. Um, I would, I mean, so I can, I can feel in this too. This is, this feels heavy to me. Like this feels heavy. So this, it feels like layers, of course. So um, I don't think that like you have to do like one, I don't think one thing is going to fix all of it, but it's like, how can you bring in self-care for yourself right when we get off this call? What's one thing that you can do that, you know, you know what, that would feel really good for me. What's one thing. And that's where, you know, you get to, I'm putting it in your lap. Not, I'm not gonna answer it. You, you know that. So one thing, whether it's drawing a bath and like sitting in the bath and just, you know what, I'm gonna, that's gonna feel really good on my lower back. And I'm gonna take some deep breaths and just enjoy sitting in the bath for, set your timer if you want to, like for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, you know? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just gonna put my pressure, pressure to do anything. I'm just gonna sit and soak that's hard for some people to just do that because it's that to-do list is kind of constantly going. So it goes back to that one thing, like just what can you do? One thing, Camille, that can give yourself some self-care right now. And, and you know what? I'd love everybody on the call to answer that in the chat because like as, as Trish was talking and I had a, you know, an interesting morning. It's like, oh, I'm going to go out on my deck right now and just mm. breathe for a little bit. That's self-care. She said, meditate and prayer bath with Epsom salts. Oh, Yes. Uh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> I, I love that advice. I think it's great. And I think that, um, as you can see with Trisha, when you work with her, it's, I love how you make it simple, but it's so powerful too. So that's really great. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, good. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us? Otherwise we are gonna go. Um, I, you know, I just, I feel so grateful to have met you and you know I think it's helped me so much to stand in my power as 
an empath and my spiritual gifts as well. And to recognize, made me reflect on things because it only helps me when I bring it out to my coaching. And so what you do is so powerful. And so I love that I can do my service as well to, and help other people. So, um, I, I just, I'm grateful for this opportunity too to be able to reach more people and hopefully connect and help them on their journey. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And I'm excited everybody to check out that class Trisha's doing. Uh, it's coming out next month, right? It's June's class. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm super excited. And I'm always so glad to have met you. And I never knew any of that story in SFA. So I think that that's pretty, and I got to know you. I think that's pretty fascinating that that never came out. And it just, I don't know, it just, I don't know what to say about that, except the <laughs> fact that I, you're so much how do I say this? And I don't know if this is con. I don't know if this is going to come out right. So I'm going to say it, and you tell me if it's offensive or anything. You're so much more than the thing you were diagnosed as. Oh my gosh! I cannot believe you said. I knew you were going to say that because on my business card it says, it says you are so much more than your diagnosis. It yeah, says good. you are so much more than your diagnosis. Um, and you deserve to have like the best life. You know, whatever life that you just you desire, that's that's your best life. Um, to go for it, and you're not your diagnosis. So that's. You just said it perfectly. Thank you. That's such a big Good. compliment to me. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I knew you were uh, going to say that. <laughs> I'm so glad. Uh, um, thank you so much, honey. And thank you, everyone in membership. And I'm um, sending thank you a ton of love. And Bye, thank everybody. You. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. And you'll get to ask Trisha questions next month because you get to do the class. And then she does a special Q&A with all of you. Great. Perfect. Thanks, Trisha. Thank you. Bye, thank honey. You so much. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy your sun outside. <laughs> thank you. Bye.